Hello everyone, and welcome to the Commander's Forge. My name is Andy Bentley, and I am your host. Now, the Commander's Forge is an area for me to talk about magic, commander, life, basically anything that I feel like I want to ramble about for, you know, 10 to 30 minutes. And I'm going to be honest with you, it's been real hard to record. It's been real busy at work. And then on top of that, I just, I have zero energy, but I'm still going to make it work. That said, yeah, boy's been dealing with his uh, head. And, uh, hasn't been in a great place in the last, you know, two weeks, three weeks, I don't know what it is. Haven't really played all that much Magic since the beginning of June. It's just kind of, uh, I'm not even sure what the word I'm looking for is. I just, it's not piquing my interest at the moment. I don't know. Maybe I just need to dive into a new brew. Uh, but so far, nothing has really excited me. But I'm still standing. And I'm not giving up. Not yet. But yeah, enough about the sad boy hours. <sighs> see uh modern horizons 2 is a thing a very expensive thing and uh that's about all i have to say about that there's something i wanted to talk about with the um forgotten realms set that just doesn't sit right with me and that's the uh, introduction of rolling a d20. Let me let me kind of iterate what I mean by that. When you get a pre-release kit, it comes with a spin-down counter that goes from 20 to 1. That is not a d20. That is a spin-down counter. The difference is a d20 is random. It doesn't have them going in order from 20 to 1. And I don't think everybody's going to realize that, and they're just going to be rolling spin-down counters, especially in the pre-release packs, unless the pre-release packs come with a spin-down counter and a D20. But honestly, I... I don't see wizards doing that. That said, if they did, you know, that would be that'd be pretty great. And don't get me wrong, I like some of the spells that have effects from rolling a d20. I just don't like the idea of rolling a d20. I think they would have been better off just rolling a D6. You know? 
have the the one be the first one, the six be the last one, and the middle one be, you know, two through five. Because, uh, I mean, let's face it, everybody knows what a D6 is. Everybody most likely has access to a D6. That's that's about all I have for this section of the podcast. Uh, after our quick message, uh, we'll dive into a few of the Forgotten Realm cards that I'm actually slightly excited about. Yeah, so I'll see you in a minute. Hey, did you know that for as little as a dollar a month, you can help support this podcast? All you have to do is go to patreon.com slash commandersforge, and that is cmdr underscore forge. That's, that's it. That's all I got to say about it. If you want to help support the podcast, you can go there. And welcome back. Now, as promised, we're going to take a look at some of the Forgotten Realm cards that I'm actually kind of excited about and looking to possibly put into decks. And I'm going to start with Nadar, Selfless Paladin. It is two and a wait for a 3-3 Dragon Knight with Vigilance. It ventures into the dungeon when it enters the battlefield or when it attacks, and other creatures get plus one plus one as long as a dungeon was completed. So, where I want this is in Linden. And. Past the fact that it becomes a plus one plus one anthem, venturing into the dungeon means that it can continually break her value, which is something that Linden needs. But moving right on to blue, we have Yanti Malison. It's a 1 and a blue for a 2-1 snake rogue. It can't be blocked if it attacks alone. And when it deals combat damage to a player, you once again venture into the dungeon. And Anwan is going to love this. He loves uh, new rogues. I actually have another rogue farther down the list that I will also be looking to pick up for Anwan. But moving on to black, we have the Vorpal Sword. It is a single black mana for an equipment that equips for black black. It gives plus two plus zero and death touch. And you can pay five black black black. And whenever the equipped creature deals combat damage to a player, that player loses the game. Don't know how often that eight mana activation is going to come up. But Kelsian is always looking for ways to give himself death touch and make himself a little bigger. So I will definitely be 
trying to find a slot in that deck for the Vorpal Sword. And then on to my red pick. We have the Inferno of Star Mountain. It's a 4 red red legendary 6-6 six, six dragon. It cannot be countered. It has flying in haste. And you can pay a red to give it plus 1 plus 0 till end of turn. And if its power hits 20, it deals 20 damage to a target. Which is stupid. And I want to see if I can get it to 20 in cold again. feel there's enough buffs in there. And then our, our green pick is the Circle of Dreams Druid, which is uh, green, green, green for an elf druid. And it has tap add green for each creature you control. So the mad lads over at Wizards went and put Gaia's Cradle on a creature. Let that sink in for a second. Gaia's Cradle on a creature. Yeah, that one pretty much speaks for itself. Moving into multicolor, we have the other rogue I was talking about. Uh, it's Cradle of Baldur's Gate. She costs a blue and a black for a 1-3 half-elf half rogue. Although on the card it'll say human-elf. That's how they got around it. And a half-elf is traditionally half-human, half-elf. Regardless. When she uh, deals combat damage to a player... They lose one life and mill a card, and you gain one life and scry one. But also, whenever you attack, you can pay two, and if you do, target creature cannot be blocked this turn. So again, in Anilon, and that's, that's, that's it. It's a rogue. Does fun stuff. It fits in there. And the last card that I actually want to talk about is Dungeon Map. It's a three mana artifact that taps to add a colorless. Or you can pay three and tap it to venture into the dungeon. But you can only activate this as a sorcery. I really hope eventually they expand the dungeon lists past the three that are available. But uh, Venture Into the Dungeon, I think, is my favorite mechanic so far from the set. And that's, um, yeah, that's, that's basically it. Uh, once again, if you have enjoyed my ramblings, uh, feel free to subscribe to the YouTube Follow me on all my social medias. And... Yeah. Maybe if you're up for it, help me, you know, pay off the tax man so I can, you know, afford to get groceries again. Who knows? But that said, 
that is the end of this episode. And I will see you next time. That brings us to the end of the podcast. I would like to thank Nate and Erica Jacobs for designing my logo and Cody Mulpey and Ian Foss for allowing me to use a sample of music from their band, The Crypt. The podcast can be found on YouTube by searching Commander's Forge. The podcast is Commander's Forge, that is C-M-D-R underscore Forge, on Twitter. I can be found on Twitter at BentsMister, that is B-E-N-T-Z-M-R. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next time. And until then, here's to fun games and sick plays.